Hello everyone, this is Sarisha and I host the Women Career and Life podcast. Just like you, I've traversed varied paths, stumbled a little, picked myself up and learned a great deal on my journey. Many of us face similar questions, but we don't always get to have a conversation with our friends or peers. In this podcast, you will hear real stories that you can connect with on the challenges of navigating career and life. You must be wondering who I am. In my everyday life, I'm a career woman, a mom, and an avid reader. I'm also a road tripper, amateur gardener, and even a fashionista on some days. Join me and my guests as we have an open and honest discussion on career change, trade-offs, and working across boundaries. You get the idea. It's a perspective you simply may not hear anywhere else. Today, I have our guest, Maria Litzinger, who's a financial advisor with Edward Jones. Maria is going to talk about the four pillars of retirement. She and I connected, both of us are Carnegie Mellon alums, and we actually met through that program when she presented on the four pillars of retirement. For the most part, I thought retirement was more around the finances, and this gave us a much broader holistic scope of everything you need to consider for having a really good quality of life in retirement. Maria, welcome. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Thank you, Srisha. So I appreciate being here. What is the definition of retirement? The definition of retirement has really changed over the last several years. When we think back 20, 30 years ago, a lot of people going into retirement maybe had a pension that they could rely on in retirement. There was social security. And between those two items, they were pretty secure in their retirement planning. There wasn't a whole lot more that maybe necessarily needed to be done. Fast forward to today, and the landscape is very different. And what we find is that less people go into retirement with those pensions. Social security doesn't really pay the rest of what's necessary to to have a good retirement income. And we're living longer. So retirement has definitely changed from that perspective. And so the definition of retirement now from a lot of people is really a reinvention of themselves and a a whole new chapter of life that they're looking forward to exploring. And let me take a step back. What got you to being a financial advisor? What drives your passion around this? I have always had a passion for personal finance. Prior to being a financial advisor, I spent a lot of years in the pharma and biotech industry. And it was just always something I loved on the side. I I took the reins, if you will, within our own household of, of managing those finances and just really loved that whole process and found just in talking with family and friends that this was something that a lot of people had on their mind. Nobody really had the great answers. It was all talking amongst one another in terms of what are you doing over here? And have you thought about this? And I really wanted to be that voice for people and give them that trusted person to come and talk to about what they were working on with their financial goals. So it really led me to explore this career and and make a career switch several years back to, to become a financial advisor. You talked about the personal side, having the conversations with families and friends. So how do you have that conversation with all your members that surround you? What is the best way to have that conversation? Sure. For me, it really starts out with understanding what's important to people because everyone's definition of retirement can be very different. For some people, it's just knowing that they're not needing to get up in the morning and go to work. They are really happy to just have time 
that they didn't have before to explore things that are important to them, where other people have much different ideas, whether it's a lot more travel or spending time maybe in a second home in a different location where they haven't had that opportunity before. So a a lot of it is really very granularly understanding how, what those goals look like for everyone. And then from there, starting to understand what kind of planning has been done. Is there more planning that can be done to help set people up to be successful in their retirement years? And as we're having that conversation, we're really here to talk about the four pillars of retirement. So the four pillars of retirement are health, they are finances, family, and purpose. Edward Jones did a a survey with Age Wave Research back in 2020. And this survey was across 9,000 individuals between the U.S. and Canada And these individuals spanned five different generations. So our goal with this research was really to understand how the attitudes toward retirement were changing, as well as just investing in general. How are people feeling about investing? So with that in mind, this is where these four pillars came to be and really understanding how people were successfully navigating into retirement, making those transitions and feeling really good and positive about this next phase. Finances is something that I personally think about when I think about retirement. And I think most people think of retirement as finances. Let's start with that as a conduit to the rest of the conversation. When you're thinking about finances, when it comes to retirement, the main theme with finances is not that people are just accumulating money to accumulate it, to look at it, to say, oh, I've saved this much money. The the idea of finances in retirement comes down to the theme of freedom and specifically freedom froms and freedom twos. So freedom from the worry of have I saved enough? Freedom from needing to know that you need to continue to work. Uh, And freedom to make different choices with how you're spending your time and feeling that confidence, again, that you've done the right planning and that you feel really good about what you have set forth for your retirement planning. This idea of finances does integrate a lot into these other three pillars, as we'll see through our conversation, specifically just to, to pull out the health pillar as an example of that. Generally speaking, health, when talking with the respondents in this survey, people said that health was actually more important than wealth, if you will, which makes a lot of sense because if you're in poor health, it really doesn't matter how much you've accumulated if you're not really able to do the things that are important to you. Also, people who have more assets set aside for retirement generally have the ability to get the medications that they need to do the different physical therapies or whatever it may be that keep them healthy and living longer and more robustly doing the things that are important to them. So when it comes to the financial pillar, there are things that we can be doing now that set us up successfully for retirement. Like, are you paying attention to your finances? Do you know where things are? Oftentimes when we're in a a situation where we have a partner, a husband, a wife, one of the two are generally taking the lead on finances in a family. It's just, it's busy. Not everybody can do everything. Just like one person probably primarily takes care of the laundry, 
uh, or cooking, we find the same thing happens with finances. But we've found through this survey that when you're really actively paying attention and engaged in this idea of saving for retirement, knowing where things are from bank accounts and investment accounts and so forth, just even having that level of knowledge of your finances can be really important throughout your lifetime. Just to take it a step further with women specifically, we do find, again, just generally speaking, oftentimes it's not the woman in a relationship who is taking the lead. And what happens is by virtue of their spouse or partner becoming ill or prematurely passing away or through divorce, all of a sudden there's this whole new piece on top of the the circumstance that is leading them to need to be more involved that makes it a, a bit more of a difficult transition sometimes. So again, knowing where things are, actively taking part in planning for retirement, for other financial goals that you have out there are really important things that we can be doing today and not waiting for retirement for that to be when we start. I'm glad you brought that up. I like the fact that you're talking about freedom from and freedom to, because they're two different components of the same piece. We're trying to look at, okay, I'm going to stop working, like you said, but I should have my health to go travel because that's on many people's bucket list. They want to travel when they retire. But if I don't carry my health forward to it and I want to do this trail or this hike, I should be able to physically do that and carry on that. And when you're talking about women and finances, that's part of the reason for this season called Let's Talk About Money because research and studies show that women are not, there's a significant difference between how many women manage their finances versus how many men manage it. And also there's a, not just a gender pay gap, but also a gender investment gap that exists because, of, and as you said, if the spouse um, in that relationship were to get ill or prematurely pass away, that creates a huge burden on that person, not just going through that life change and um, going through the grief and the process of just the relationship changing and everything being on your plate, it's a very hard time to get your hands wrapped around all these finances, right? As you said, there are so many pieces of it. There's the bank accounts, there's the retirement accounts, you might have healthcare accounts. There's just so many pieces of it for you to wrap around. So how do people get ready and how do they prepare themselves, uh, especially the women, for them to get ahead of it so they can get prepared and be able to manage their own finances? I think exactly to what you said, Sarisha, compound all of that with the stats that say that as women, a lot of times we have gaps within our careers, whether that's because we've taken care of children, whether it's because we're taking care of aging parents. So there are many different factors that, that tie into that exact same concept. In terms of being prepared, a lot of it has to do with knowledge. So whether that is seeking out things like we're doing today, just to be educated on topics that are relevant. Certainly talking with a financial advisor is always a great step because they can really help you. They can be objective in a very sometimes emotionally driven element of life, help you make sure that you've got good plans in place and can really see the big picture. So not only the today, but what about 20 years from now? What about 30 years from now? What does this plan look like? What are things that you can be doing to plan now that may not be on your radar, but would certainly help in terms of setting yourself 
up successfully for the the 20 year or 30 year down the road. I want to talk a little more about health because when we're talking about health, it's also long-term care insurance and there are many other aspects of it when I think about it, even personally. What are the different aspects of this health that plans that I need to look at uh, to be ready for retirement in top of Medicare or Medicaid that might exist? And then the second part of it is if I was to buy long-term care insurance or think of a place to stay, when should I be thinking about it? And what are the first steps I take when I start having that discussion with family members or with my spouse? So can you help us walk through it? So when it comes to this, the concept of the health pillar, the research was very interesting. Again, and what I had shared a moment ago, that the majority of respondents indicated that health is more important than wealth. But Interestingly, when talking with those who were retired, only about 50% feel that they are engaging in exercise regularly and even maintain a healthy diet. So these things, again, are completely actionable for all of us today. Just And they, they sound so simple, but in a busy life, sometimes it's just not so simple to add in. What does your diet look like now? Are you sleeping enough? Are you moving enough and getting enough exercise? Even the concepts of meditation, just taking time out of your day for yourself to sit and pause. For some, it can be prayer. You know, what all the things that are just important holistically to your health are really areas that make sense to look at now. I think if anybody has ever gained weight, for example, over time, it didn't just happen overnight. You didn't wake up 15 pounds less the day before, and then it's there today. And so really that journey of health, setting yourself up successfully over your entire lifetime with trying to make the right decisions will then help you out better in retirement because this switch doesn't just flip on or off so quickly. But maintaining your health throughout your lifetime often can mean in retirement that you're spending less on those medical costs because you really have tried to maintain your your health over your lifetime. So things like prescription care, definitely something to be thinking about or procedures that may come up in the future. If you're able to, again, live the best, healthiest lifestyle you can throughout your life, that will likely lead to having less healthcare costs in retirement. Oftentimes people have a a belief that when they get to Medicare age, which today is age 65, that Medicare will cover all of their medical costs. And that's not accurate. So I think that's also something that's important to know before you hit retirement is that you do still need to plan for there being medical costs above and beyond what Medicare would cover at that point. And so doing some of that planning as well. When it comes to the concept of long-term care, that's absolutely a, a great conversation to have as what research also shows is that the that a good number of individuals in retirement end up needing long-term care. And the leading cause of that today is related to Alzheimer's. These are things that we, when we're young and healthy, we think we're never going to need it. But the research shows that, again, more often than not, people are needing long-term care or are utilizing long-term care is is probably the better way to say that, utilizing long-term care in retirement. So how do you plan? There are different ways to do it. Um, Certainly one way is making sure that you're saving enough over your working years to pay out of pocket. 
but another way, and that's the, the saving for, but then there's also insuring against. And insuring against would be utilizing long-term care insurance options to bear some of that burden of cost for long-term care at the point that it would be needed. Uh, long-term care coverage has come a long way since it originally began, meaning that I think a lot of people have a concept of long-term care, meaning that it only works if you're in a nursing home, and that's not true. There are a lot of different aspects that long-term care insurance can cover, and I think it's a great option to talk with uh, somebody who manages long-term care. It is something that we offer uh, as well, but just to have that conversation to see to understand how it works, what the costs are, what the benefits are, and to see if that makes sense as part of your your financial planning needs. When you touched upon health, I think the key aspect as you mentioned is exercise and diet, which is very critical. We don't always think about that as being part of the retirement planning. This comment, you spend your time in life saving up all your wealth. Don't use all your wealth to keep your health in the end. So make sure you have your health with you when you go into retirement, not just when we're talking about traveling, but even for all these other reasons, because then you could use your wealth not only for yourself, but if you choose to use it um, to run a nonprofit for whatever other purposes you have in life, for your family to invest, maybe in your grandchildren or just enjoy the time. So there's so many parts that health is a very important. It's like a four-legged chair. If you take that leg out, three-legged chair cannot stand. And that is probably one of the most important legs Absolutely. And you're right. This research that was done on these four pillars is such a breath of fresh air, really, and looking at retirement so differently and talking about these things that aren't normally part of the retirement conversation and and how we can successfully get there and truly the importance of health. We're just wrapping up this episode after talking about Pillar 1, Finance, and Pillar 2, Health. Join us for part two of this episode to learn about the other two pillars. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in every other Wednesday to catch the next episode. If you think a friend may benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. All the resources we talked about are also available on my website, womencareerandlife.com. Please like, subscribe, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. I would love to hear from you about your stories and your journey. You can reach me on my blog, Twitter, Instagram, or Gmail at Women, Career, and Life. Until next time, this is Sarisha signing off. Remember, there are infinite possibilities to drive change in career and life. Which will you choose to make a reality today?